Welcome to Birding by Ear, a podcast I created to help me learn how to identify birds by the sounds they make. My name is Beth and I live outside of Salt Lake City, Utah, and I am not an expert birder, nor do I have any experience when it comes to podcasting. I made these podcasts to help me attempt to identify birds by the sounds they make. I'm a fellow student learning to bird by ear, so if you want to learn, come along and let's learn some bird sounds together. Today's birds are all tyrant flycatchers. Tyrant flycatchers is a family of birds that are neotropic, which means they're only found in the Americas, and they are the most diverse family of birds anywhere in the world. There are over 400 species in the world. They are known for catching insects on the wing, hence their name, flycatchers, but they can also eat fruit sometimes as well, although more often in the tropics. Today we're only going to hit a few of the tyrant flycatchers, and next week we'll hit a few more. Our first tyrant flycatcher is one that is easy to learn and fairly distinct. That was the Western Wood Peewee. Allaboutbirds.org says the Western Wood Peewee sing a burry and nasal sounding version of their own name. The dawn song that they sing is a little bit longer and consists of the peewee song intermixed with a pee followed by two short pip-pip-pip notes. The most common call is similar to the peewee, but truncated. They also have a clear, monotone whistle, often given in migration. Again, the Western Wood Peewee. Our next bird today has a classic song.
That song is The Olive-Sided Flycatcher. The Olive-Sided Flycatcher sings Quick, Three Beers. It is a famous mnemonic with this distinctive whistled song. The most frequently heard call of the olive-sided flycatcher is two to four sharp pips. Our next pair of birds are in the infamous family of birds known as impids, or impidinax flycatchers. This genus of bird is notorious for the difficulty in identifying species visually. Songs and calls are especially important for this group of birds because their voice is most reliable way to identify them. Many years ago, I had the opportunity to watch some ornithologists capture and ban birds. While I was watching, they caught an Impidinex flycatcher. According to their protocols, they had to take several measurements of the bird in the hand before they could identify the bird. As they started to take these measurements, they were made bets on what species they had caught. These were expert birders with the bird in their hand. You can't get any better view than a bird in the hand. After they finished their measurements, they looked up in their book, what the identification was of the bird that they had caught. And they were wrong. Ever since then, I have been very skeptical of anyone, including experts, that can identify impids visually only. You can't get any better view than a bird in the hand. And these expert birders that have been doing this for many years were wrong. That being said, I do think that there are some people who can identify some impids visually alone at least some of the time. But I don't think it's as reliable as some make it out to be, and I would be highly skeptical of anyone who could say that they can identify every impid every time. So, again, their songs and calls are going to be very important in identifying these flycatchers. Let's start with some songs. Our first impid today is the willow flycatcher. The willow flycatcher's song is said to be Fitzbew, but I think a better mnemonic is Pete's beer, or even better, free beer.
bear is reminiscent of the last part of the olive-sided song. He doesn't care if it's quick as long as it's free. The full song, which I don't really know what a full song is. Sometimes I think it's referred to as the dawn song. But again, I'm not going to go into like the details of what a song is and what a call is and when they use them. Mostly we're just going to focus on identification. But sometimes they do the free beer plus a jeep phrase. The most common call for the willow flycatcher is a whip call. Quick side note, the willow flycatcher has a subspecies with a unique song that lives in the desert southwest. The song is very similar, but the ending is slowed and sputtered. I won't spend a lot of time on it, but if I can find a quick track, here's a quick example of what that sounds like. And now for our auditory palate cleanser. How do you catch a unique bird? Unique up on it. How do you catch a tame bird? The tame way. Unique up on it. Why did the little bird get in trouble at school? Because he was caught tweeting on a test. Our next impid and flycatcher, or impid, is the Cordilleran flycatcher. The Cordilleran flycatcher and the Pacific Slope flycatcher were once the same species known as the Western flycatcher. Many people debate this split. Because the Cordilleran flycatcher and the Pacific Slope flycatcher are very similar, both visually but also in voice. Often they are very difficult to tell apart, even by song, and it takes much practice to be able to identify and hear the differences in the two different songs. So today I'm only going to be focusing on the Cordilleran flycatcher, but much of what I will say will pertain to the Pacific Slope flycatcher. As I said, much practice will be needed to tell the two apart visually or even by voice. The Cordilleran flycatcher's song has three phrases. The order can be mixed up. The first phrase is sweet, the second notably lower and raspier, and the third is insensitive and higher in pitch.
Let's listen one more time. The Cordieran song. The Cordieran flycatcher has a distinctive call, which is a wee seat. Or receipt, like you're getting from the store. My friend says that this reminds her of whistling for your dogs to come back. That's how I like to remember this call note. There's a very similar phrase in their full song, which is a really good hook for their song if you can hear that receipt or that dog whistle call. Okay, well, that's enough Impidinax flycatchers for today. We will learn a few more of them next time. Audio recordings in today's episode were provided by the Cornell Guide to Bird Sounds, the sound collection found on audubon.org, and the following individuals who shared their recordings on xenocanto.org. That's xen-canto.org. Paul, Marvin, and Richard E. Webster. As always, special thanks to Angie Naren, my bush tip besties, and Kent for all the encouragement and advice. Now go and get your ears on birding. <laughs>